You're listening to Can I Help You with the Love Master himself, Craig Shoemaker. Yeah, who, yeah. How's this one going to go? We're already on, and uh, he's he's talking over me already. Uh, <laughs> folks, welcome to uh, Doctor Craig Shoemaker. Can I help you? Um, I'm doing this one in in our new gaming uh, facility and um, at our studios at Really Big Shoe Media, and I have a guest now who is uh, a defiant guest already he doesn't know what he's in for he doesn't i don't even think he listens to podcasts he he doesn't know he's like why am i here and uh i just did a podcast a few minutes ago with kind of like the opposite he came here not knowing why he was meeting me or well it wasn't really the opposite you're wondering why we're doing this but it's kind of the way i like life to go anyway is you just you show up you be you and hopefully people are going to learn from it and hopefully people might be inspired from it whatever it is sending them in an alternative direction because we're all in this i hate to use the term rat race because it's new but we're all kind of like just on a big freeway right now and we look at the accidents on the side of the freeway we're just becoming very unconscious as a society and hopefully this show kind of brings people in a different direction so the guy I have on now is not like the last guest. Is I didn't know him whatsoever. I got to know him on the podcast. This is a guest that I I've known him for a number of years. Not really, really well, but we have this, you know, on-off relationship. I guess you will. You know, it's like he's not in town. He is in town. We live and in the same neighborhood. We live in the same neighborhood, and we're both Eagles fans. I think that's even how we got together. Was we're Eagles fans. We have that in common. We have even show business a little bit. I'll get to that. But we have that in common. And we also have one of the things I like to do, as we all know from this podcast, is I like to help people. And I believe I you know, kind of helped his son. I hired his son last year to be a part of our production company. And he, he showed up, really great kid. And, and um, so there was a little bit of help in there. And who knows where this is going to lead, where maybe I'll help him. Maybe he'll help you because he's going to share some of his experiences, some of his wisdom gained from a business he was in for years. He's not in it anymore, but we'll get to that. Welcome to the podcast, Mark Madnick. Thank you. <laughs> so happy to be here. <laughs> Don't be sarcastic with I, me. I wasn't sarcastic. He's That's still, my Philly attitude. He has Philly attitude with him. <laughs> he carries it with him all the time. We both do. Mark, the first question I have for you is, do you, um, I know you embrace the Philly in you, but do you also kind of like examine it and say, I'd like to get a little away from, do you have any process where you try to get away from that Philly thing? When we say the Philly thing, it's the edgy, it's the sarcastic, it's the, um, you know, kind of like uh, divert from feelings, you know, so uh, I'll ask you that question. I I think I have all the good Philly in me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the bad Philly I left back in Philly. When I go back, actually, I, I see I see it in the streets, and yes. I see the bad Philly, you know, yeah. where people, 
you know, that you know, honking the horn really loud to get you out of that parking spot that they thought. They and would. you don't have that anymore. I don't do that anymore. I'll give the parking spot up to the guy. You but, really but, will? Yeah, I will actually. I, I, I believe that you. I don't fight this over. Is not I became the truth. L.A. a little. Yeah. This is not. You became a little L.A., but you have to have some of that in you. And what I'm trying to say, well, and I, I kept I think the accent. I think your accent will definitely <laughs> have that. I kept it because the, the chicks like it. <laughs> they like it out here. They do. Where in the world have you heard that? I <laughs> never once had anyone Comes say. in handy. Yeah. I love your accent. <laughs> yeah, they I want to bang you yeah. right now. I've never had that happen in my life. Well, they don't say that anymore. I'm married, but, you know, <laughs> but they, used they to, still yeah. might say they want to bang you. Listen, I I'm married too, and I would love if more women said that they wanted to bang you. Your accent's not as you know, not as maybe bad, I should increase bad, bad, bad. it. And it's more, amazing. I have this hard Philly accent. I'm from the suburbs, so it's amazing. I, but I but uh, but what I was saying is, and I I think you're you're maybe not acknowledging this is you do have a desire to get away from the Philly in you. You obviously you do. That's what you're saying, right? Yeah, you left you know, a lot well, of it behind. I would say not all of it. I've been here since 1986. I was 22 when I yeah. came 21, and I, I had the first three or four years. And this is for anybody still today. If they move from back east or Midwest yeah. and they come out here, um, the niceness that comes with the sunshine it's it's not a myth it's all true i yeah, mean it's true it, it, call it fake or not la la land whatever you want right. but everybody is nice to everybody and i, I it took me a while I, I took that by surprise. It was like, why are they being nice to me? I mean, somebody should be elbowing me, you know, to get on the bus first. I, don't, I, don't, I didn't get it. But after about four or five years, I noticed I was uh, aging a little better than everybody else back in Philly. That's true, too. You ever go to your yeah, right. reunion? Have you been to a high school reunion Yeah, yet? yeah, yeah. Oh, my I, God. I some of you. Huh? Yeah, I wasn't at the last one. Yeah, but, yeah. but you go and you just go, oh, my God. Yeah. If I didn't move to California, that might be what I look like. Well, I had they, a guy they, one they time. Get, they didn't go to say, hair doctor I went to. I have a better, a better hair okay. transplant. Well, there, there, there's that. There's the outside <laughs> stuff, but there's also the inside stuff. Well, I saw a guy in a pizza parlor once, and I knew I recognized him. I thought it not only wasn't this guy, I thought it was his grandfather, not even his father. And, it, and he was two years younger than me. Yeah, it's true. They, you, when you go back home, it's you, hard, people man. look it's old. A, it's a hardness. Yeah, but you know, I look old to them, too, so it's the same thing. No, they, no you do not. No, no, well, no thank you. you. Like I said, I have a good doctor. <laughs> <laughs> but you've also immersed yourself but in, would, in a new to, climate, if you will. But to tell you the truth, though, um, it, it has helped. It helped me out here. And it, it helped me with um, uh, just... The confidence of meeting people. Even when I was younger, I was uh, I was able to um, be in a meeting and present myself, and I was uh, not afraid. And I think a lot of that had to do with growing up in Philadelphia. My dad gave me a very interesting job when I was 13 and 14. I sold fruit and produce in the mm -hmm. street. Mm -hmm. Took the train from the suburbs. And that'll harden you. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, you know, I made $12 That's, a day. It cost me $4 to get up and back $2 for pizza. Not only money-wise, though. Yeah. It's trial by uh, trial right. by fire. Well, I was the kid you on are, the street going two for a dollar. Kid gets stuck. It's only a buck. Sweet as honey. Worth the money all day long. <laughs> and selling cantaloupes. Love and and I look back, look back at it now. And uh, it, was, uh, it was a good experience because uh, when I came out here, the people – or have a little bit of a, uh, a tentative in a way. Sometimes. And by the way, there's the downside of the light is because it's treated so lightly, there is no fire, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, well, there was here last year, <laughs> literal yeah. fire, but because parents aren't doing that with their kids, we coddle the kids much more here because that's our environment that we're in. We don't throw them into jobs that- I, I try to, what? but it's illegal. You can't even get a job till you're 16 here. What? You have to have special paperwork. I did it. I actually tried to get my kids 
working summers earlier. But here's the here's the rub: you can't get on a train to go anywhere. It's not like I can you can get you know they couldn't. We they, could do that in Philadelphia. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. It's not really even a bus. So unless mommy and daddy's going to drive you before you're 16, mm-hmm. there's nowhere really where to send your kid. Hence, why I sent my kid to laugh at <laughs> laughter matters. <laughs> it's laughter summer. heals for oh, God's whatever. sake. Whatever. What, what do you mean whatever? <laughs> whatever. Whatever. It's a laughter matters. I know it's I very successful. Maybe I'll maybe I'll have a new title for it. <laughs> laughter matters because I I kind of like that one. That's going to stick. Yeah, but yeah, I mean you got your son. You are wearing it on your shirt. That's right. It's right in front of you, and it surrounds you everywhere. But you still call it laughter matters. It tells you that's how. the Philly of me. I was being right, joking. Right. I told you you have Philly in you. You think you you you, I was being, I was being you like can't hide this. You can't. You could be three thousand miles away. You still have this ingrained in you. There's a certain, and I have the same thing. Now, there's certain things we want to embrace and go towards and teach it to our children, and there's other things that we've learned that we don't want to, right? Right, yeah. Like, what are some of the things, the lessons you would teach? You have two boys. What are some of the lessons you would teach your boys that you learn from Philadelphia that are positive messages, well, that are things that they can use in their life? What do you think those well, are? Uh, you know, well, the first thing that comes to thought is something that I, when I went back home and I go back home and I see all my friends, my yeah. close friends. Right. And I once told them that coming back to Philadelphia is not the city, it's them. Mm -hmm. They're Philadelphia, not me. Right. So uh, what I mean by that was that the close friendships that I had, I I haven't seen it since, especially out here, but the class of 82 of Mm -hmm. the high high Mm -hmm. school I went to, Lower Moreland High School, Mm -hmm. was an extremely close group of kids. Right really close i mean we all leaned on each other a lot and still do we still do and um i don't see that my kids don't have that i can't believe you're saying that you're saying exactly it looked like i stumped you on that question but you were saying exactly the the way i feel it's the people relationships and the friendships it's 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 making sure that you know these are the ones who really know you because they grew up with you they've been through the pain with you the angst the anguish whatever it is they have been through that process with you it's like being i guess you could say it's like being in a foxhole with someone or you know it's you built that natural fraternity with your friends you've all experienced the same surroundings and environment and that's something that i my one son has definitely gotten it oh he has he's got a core of friends and he gets it dad thank you he says thank you for instilling that because he's got uncle saram uncle frank i mean he's got all these people that he knows that i'm still connected with all these miles away it's the most important thing to me. And you're saying it's important to you. And I would gather what you're saying is your kids do not have that as much. Well, or do he, they? He, they don't. And here's the thing. We knew kids from everywhere. That's right. And, and the shore, the Jersey Shore had a lot to do with it because mm-hmm. you could spend or, or camps or whatever you mm-hmm. did. You yeah. make kids from everywhere. My kids never knew any other kids unless mommy and daddy's friends came over. Except outside their little perimeter. No. And it, once again, it's the way Los Angeles is built. You just can't ride your bike or you're not getting on True. a train or you're not all going to meet somewhere where you can do it on your own where mommy and daddy don't have to drive you. And... Um, that is the key. I mean, when, so I could still go now. I could go to the Jersey Shore now, walk on the beach, and see people that I haven't seen in thirty years. If you recognize them, yeah. <laughs> and their bodies but they weren't necessarily the people from suit. our school. They were people from all over that area. Yeah. And uh, you know, even my college roommate was a was a guy I, right. I didn't even know was in college at the same time. We saw each other on campus. I said, "Why don't we room together?" Became roommates mm-hmm. and still friends. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. wish I was better friends with him. No, I haven't well, spoken to him in a while, but well, maybe this will be your reminder. Yeah, well, I hope he listens. <laughs> <laughs> Call well, me for uh, those of you listening now, which I know you are because that's what you do. You downloaded this and you're listening to the episode. Uh, Mark Madnick is the guest, and he, we, I said, we always do this. Hey, let's get together. Let's have lunch. And so I thought this might be uh, a fun way to have a lunch, have a conversation. Other people are now listening to our conversation. He goes. What are we going to talk about? Well, we have already done 20 minutes, and we have plenty to talk about. See how it's going to work, Mark? Are your fears over now? He's there. How many people listen to this thing? You want me here tomorrow? I'll come tomorrow. I've got nothing to do. He's already adjusted, and he loves doing podcasts now. I'm enjoying the way my voice sounds with the headphones on. You should just walk around. I'm going to lend I'm gonna you the. I'm going to get this set up in my house. And yes, do this just in the walk, walk around. Hey, honey. I, I mean, if you could do a podcast, I could do a podcast. Yeah, oh, God. Look, I created a monster. He walks in here. He walks in here in fear. What am I doing? Oh, my God. And now, suddenly, he's going to be telling you. It's like, hey, I've got my headphones on. This is what I'd like for dinner because I love my voice like this. I'm sure I could pay some university to give me a doctorate. Call myself doctor. <laughs> is that what you want to do now? Is it? No. Now, what are, so I haven't even told people what your background is, which we have to get to it, because you, you know, listen, you are, you know, I, in, in no humble way, you are a pioneer. You're a pioneer. You invented, created, whatever you want to call it, something that people use in the industry. Now, a lot of people listening will have no idea what I'm talking about, but anyone in the industry has the ultimate respect when I tell them this credit, if you will, of what you have in your life. And you didn't come from this. You invented it. You came up with it. and then Co-invented it. it. Co-invented it. But still, My you partner were, was the engineer. You were like a that. runner on uh, Back to the Future. You're out in Hollywood. Didn't know really what your direction was. Maybe you were going to be an actor. I know we've talked about this before. All the goals that we have when we moved to California, who knew that you would make your mark and make your money by creating Final Draft, which is the standard, the gold standard for script writing programs. Right. Well, I wanted to do what you did. That's what I came out here to do. Be I, wanted a to be, I wanted to be a comedian. Actually, my oh, dream job would have been a joke writer for The Tonight Show with Johnny Carson or, or a sitcom writer on Happy Days. I mean, that's really what I want to do. I love television. I Isn't really want to be it amazing how – I wish I could go back in time and switch our careers. I'd rather have your career. You know, it's funny you said that because all those years at Final Draft, all these successful screenwriters would come in. I got to yeah. know everybody over the years. And sure. director, anybody that was a director or a screenwriter I eventually met. I can't say they're all my friends, right. but I got to know a lot. Of people and they would all say the same thing. I was always jealous. Of, well, they're, they're not like, your friends because they're in LA. We just yeah. we just said that earlier. No, they're not nurturing nice, relationships. Everybody's no, nice. but, but, nurturing, about but nurturing old relationships yes. is what you and I do from back in Philadelphia. My best friends are from back in Philadelphia. Well, that's true. Not here because people here have an agenda. And that's what their friendship is based on. Well, you hold, just rolled your eyes little, and said something well, like, a, a you just different. said something, but you said that's something why we there. live out here in, I don't know if we're allowed to say where we are, but we live out here in, in Thousand Oaks, West Lake Village. Right. It's because my friends are are, are now, uh, well, they have been for 20 years. They're insurance agents and they're yeah. doctors and they're eye right. doctors and stuff. I, I'm, I, so I do have great friends in the Los Angeles area, right. but I don't necessarily have great Hollywood friends. 
Right. See, because Hollywood is about an agenda. It's like, I need to know this person because of what they can do for me to advance my dreams of being a stand-up comic. Maybe that's why you got to know me. You still think you're going to be a stand-up well, comic. Well, yeah, well, no, I, I, I probably could. I know I, you do because you still... I don't have the guts still, anymore. There's a line in my act. I'm too he's tired. So, he's so proud of it. He wrote a line in my <laughs> I got another. After the show, I got another one. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. He tries... My wife usually comes on with it. She's the funny one. Really? Like, oh, my oh, God. My God. Mark tries these. He'll text me like a joke. I go, oh, my God. He goes, you know, try this one. So, uh, but, so I think I'm he's still living... still trying to write. You're still living vicariously through me oh, i'm yeah. your happy days i'm you're you're my script writer for happy days now but god forbid i sure took your dream into a nightmare if, well, if you I, told me one time you were getting tired all the travel and you wanted to move into the other things and i looked you right in the eye and i said you can't quit now you're you're, you're top of your game you're better than you've ever been and it's true and actually I today mean, joel's still playing every today, day you, you know, said once this, a month in madison square garden you and can still say hits. it to me today and it's still i i want to get out you can't you're too good. Alonzo Bowden told me that the other day. He goes, "It's you know we're we're lifers." Is basically what he was saying. As a comedian, you're a lifer. I can look you in the eye and tell you that I would prefer not to do it. And it's not because of the laughter. It's not because I'm not on top of the game and I'd be, I don't have Been something there, to say. That, that's why. That's a little bit of it. Now, I don't even think that's the, – the major factor is it doesn't um, – I can't stand all that comes with it. I can't – I do not like promotion. I don't like trying to get people to come to my shows, of which they won't anymore. I have friends. I'll offer tickets to the show. I go, eh, I, you know, I've, I, there's something I'm binging on Netflix. <laughs> well, you know, you know, I think for you, I just think the, the challenge is – it's not as great as it once was. You achieved it. You know, it's 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 it, that's a big problem that you could discuss on the show a lot. Not necessarily with me, but with many guests that can answer that question. Is when you achieve what you wanted to achieve in your life, right? Then what? Once you climb Mount Everest, that's, what do you climb? That's the Hollywood issue. Is that it's the then what? That's correct. You and that's why I'm trying to. That you know, I yeah, sold the, the company three years ago. You know, there are people. You know. There are Oscar winners. There are Oscar winners yeah. that can't get into the Oscars now. Well, they, they, they can't get past the velvet rope. But once you win an Oscar, then what? That's what I mean. I mean, you're so scared it, whatever it, you're going to do. Well, is gonna, then, you're going downhill from Will there. the next Oscar do it for you? I no. mean, what? So it's it really is what's life about. And that's where I've come to in my life is, is life really about me getting on another airplane and me performing for people that really appreciated this? Listen, it's still standing ovations. Yeah. They like, love it. But there's fewer of them. And there's 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 less connection because of uh, be, actually that's what social media did. There's less connection with people mm. because it's so disposable and it's so transparent and it's so you know it, it's it's so easily thrown away. Like they'll love you one day and that's it. But there's he, no sustainable love here's relationship. Our problem. What's okay, that? It's not everybody. Has our this. problem. Our problem because we share the same. Well, I think it's a good problem, but we okay. share the same problem. We're in our fifties. And we still have big dreams. And that will never go away. You say I we, sit, I don't have any dreams. Yes, you do. You still dream big. Well, you're just sitting here on a podcast doing this. You have some kind of dream. But yeah, no, I'm just saying I, I still have interesting. dreams I had when I was in my teen years and 20 years. I still dream big thoughts. And not everybody has them even when they're young. And not everybody certainly has that when they're old. They kind of like say, okay, my, my years are gone. I don't. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not giving up on some of my dreams. And after I sold the business, I'm pivoting into some other things I've always right. wanted to do. And producing, uh, yeah. And You're I, allowed to talk about you're producing a big Broadway play. Well, yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to name the title. 
Okay. Um, but uh, I will. I, no, I'm no, don't because we, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of reasons why you don't want to. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I I got the rights to a to an iconic. And you have uh, another um, project you sent to me. Yeah. You said, "Can you get me a certain songwriter?" Right. And I connected that. Right. Hopefully, that works out. Yeah. But I really you don't want to you don't want to mention the the the, the, the Broadway theater takes a long time. And, yeah. And there's so many moving. But parts. you've had a dream of Broadway. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Since yeah. you're not going to be singing on Broadway, we're acting or dancing. I'm a triple non. <laughs> It's <laughs> what you do out there when you can't, when you have no talent. Mark, I'm going to give you an idea I just came up with. Okay. I think you should do a cameo every night and come out and show how bad, how bad a singer and dancer that you this are. This is why nine during... out of ten shows on Broadway fail. <laughs> the idea is like this. <laughs> You're achieving two things at once. Well, you're making fun of the business, and you're giving yourself the dream of you're now on a stage. So it might work. Just yeah, explore it. I would love might it, want to add I, it to the script. Mark walks in. He does a torchette and, and, and a too, step kickball change. I sweat and sings. too much. I'm too twitchy to be. Perfect. Imagine me under the lights. I'm sweating in this booth right now. You want to put, you want to put theater lights on me? <laughs> <laughs> That's a Philly thing, too. I perspire everywhere. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Uh, well, I, have, I think maybe we have large pores for coming from Philadelphia. I don't know what it I is. had a facial. I found a bar of soap. <laughs> it's really I, I, there is something about it. I do I do sweat a lot as well but yeah, I think you perspire even more oh yeah I think it might be though because of the angst that you still hold on trying to live your dreams yeah I, I, I think if you give up you know if you I think uh, it was in the movie Diner that Barry Levinson wrote oh he, I love said, that. he said if you don't have good dreams you have nightmares yeah and I was a high school student when that came out that stuck with me mm-hmm. it still talks to me that I'm telling you that 35 yeah. years later sure. and uh, yeah you have to you have to have good dreams or you, you so let's say your your play is a, is a hit yes you also did something interesting Thing. We'll get to that in a second, but you you bought a horse that you you have the photos of that moment where you and the well, owners well, got to win a big uh, yeah, a big you, race. Well, you, you know, I tell my kids, I tell both my kids, both my kids want to be creative. You know, Danny, you yeah. mentioned about Danny wants to be a writer and mm-hmm. and what he could do in Hollywood. It grew up out here. His dad was final draft, so right. He's immersed in it. We grew up in Philadelphia. He said, hey, I want to write sitcoms. I went, what? Right, right, right. <laughs> what do you know from Hollywood? You're out here filming. No, they'll hand you a lawnmower and yeah. say, here, go cut some lawns. The or only whatever thing in Philadelphia was money. the Mike Douglas show. <laughs> right, that, that is true. They, 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 well, we're going way back. Um, and my other son wants to. Also, Wee Willie Weber, if you yeah, remember Wee Willie Weber. I was on Wee Willie Weber. I knew it. <laughs> I, I won the, uh, the, uh, the, musical chair, chairs. the musical chairs one. Yeah. did not. Yes, I did. I have to tell you, Mark, you don't even know this. Better yet, I wish I was on Baranorama. I'm I'm going to express this to you. I am now, for the first time ever, jealous of you that you were on that show. (laughs) I tried when I was a kid to go on Gene London. Yeah. Was another daytime, a morning show on Saturday mornings, and was a lot not a live show, but, but it was he didn't a, have kids in the show necessarily. Yes, he I, did. I don't remember, they were maybe in the audience. No, no what I was about to say is, so I got to go to the audience of the Gene London show. I was so excited. Yeah. I wanted to be one of the kids that goes through Quickly Mansion. <laughs> they had this Quickly Mansion, and a box would fall down on them in the beginning of every single episode. I, I want to be there, and you petted the Golden Fleece. I had all these dreams. See, I can recite it. That's what a dream was for me. Well, it all came to a crashing close. I get there. Quigley Mansion is a cardboard cutout (laughs) that they made look like some scary mansion. 
I was not chosen. I was one of maybe four kids that was remained in the audience while all the other ones go on stage, and they all had the seltzer water squirted on them. They petted the golden yeah. fleece. It's not what you and think it is, is it? It's not what you think it is, and that's what my point is. And I'm still jealous that you got on Wee Willie okay. Weber. I wasn't even able to go in the audience, I'm let alone that play same musical. Today. And you won the fucking musical chairs. Yeah, but hold on. I've I'm never been so jealous today. of you. I'm told I'm going on a Hollywood podcast, and here I am in an industrial park in some room without windows and air conditioning. <laughs> is Talking about shattered dreams. This, oh my god. <laughs> How dare you shatter my dream right in front of me, right right to my face. You're That's shattering my dream and diminishing me down to a booth. I'm laughter. What is it called? I'm laughter matters. Laughter way, matters and everything else. This is why I brought Mark on, to bring the Philly humility. That's the well, thing that Philadelphians will do is bring you down to. I want to get back to the worst thing you brought up. Okay. Because that's another thing. Um, uh, I tell my kids, I'm starting to tell this story. We got interrupted. Hell, I tell my kids that nothing happened. Your perfect example is nothing happens sitting in your living room. No. My kids could be funny as they want at home, and they could write as much music and play guitar as they want. Until they right. get out there, nothing's going to happen. Nothing happens to you sitting in your living room. No. That's my voice for everybody today. And you're a perfect example of that because you came out and you went out and you did it. Um, so you were talking about the horse. I, I believe in take, taking a shot at everything. Yeah. Anything you can, go for it. You'll never know what can happen. I and, agree with that um, theory. I'm part of a group. Uh, I, I, you know, I work. I, I, my, my ownership was part of a group of people, and there's right. a company that runs the group of people. And uh, we got success. We got lucky. We had a million to one shot. And went on to win one of the Breeders' Cups races, and mm. that was uh, about 15 years ago. It was one of the most exciting things that ever happened in my life. And people say, "Mark, you're so lucky. You did this. None of this was luck." No, of course it wasn't. Luck is is opportunity plus hard work. You, you develop you develop the relationships. You develop the financial uh, yeah, wherewithal yeah, to uh, you know. You couldn't have done that if you hadn't <laughs> done the other to go. You know, obviously, we all create our own luck. <laughs> we create our own opportunities to have the luck that manifests. And also, there's the, there's the failure. How many times did that horse lose? Oh, unbelievable. I had a horse. Yeah. I had a horse. I had a big, I was very excited. It was called Miss Deed. And I, I invited everybody. I, I saw your pictures, and I became jealous. Now that you, we, Willie Weber, that you won, uh, that on, uh, I'm now that's a new goal for me, is to create another musical chairs. Uh, so I invited all these people to Del Mar. Beautiful racetrack. You know yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. My horse just came in 10th in an eight-horse race. <laughs> Last month, it's named after me. It's called Marquis Ward. He's had a lot of successes. Now it's not just my horse. I'm boom, part of a syndicate. Oh, oh, Sorry oh! So wrote. you're still doing this? So oh, I, yeah, I, no, I, I, I buy this horse that just ran in a series race. Misdeed, but it didn't do well. And I, and I, and I invited everyone down. And I was so excited, and my family was late. I went to the parking lot to get them. I ran. I've got my daughter in my arms, and it's and they're off. Literally, I made it just as they're off. Everyone's having a party. I had a suite, the whole deal, mm -hmm. all that stuff you dream about. We're going to go into the winner's circle. Rounding the, the last turn, I'm like, what the hell? Pulled him up. Yeah. I thought it was lame or Is whatever. Is that the only time he ran? No, no, but that's the only time I had a big party about it. I had no more parties after that. That's for damn sure yeah. because – so, I've done it enough that my friends are well aware that he could very well win or he can come in last place. We literally just spent the whole weekend in Del Mar. You and, did? Yeah. It was, uh, if he ran in the Del Mar handicap, he didn't do too well. But 
the three races before that, he won two and came in second. So he was. Been and you go down way. to the winner's circle and yeah, all that. That's yeah. a, that's a fun thing. Oh, See, I've never had that dream yeah. manifest. Why don't you come? Why don't you come next time? Because you've never invited me. I, you're okay. right. You're not. You're not high on the list. <laughs> you're too busy in this booth sweating. I, I, I love how he says you're not high on the list and admits it. That, by the way, is that's Philadelphia. Philadelphia. <laughs> that he says. You will hear it all throughout this interview and all throughout. He's in denial of his Philly roots that you think that you're away from. You still have so much of this inside of you, and that's one of them. And it works out here. It works out here. I, well, think, people, I think they do. When 90% of the people... Well, you asked me how I made it in comedy. That's one of the reasons. I came to California, and you do not know this part. I came out with two other comedians who trained in bars strip clubs fraternity parties whatever we could do to get up and do comedy which we certainly weren't living an entitled life we weren't going on a rooms a stages that's what we did we we kind of had the so we developed the skills to deal with anything and i remember the thought of when i played igby's for the first time los angeles yeah. big club and the three of us walked in it was me richard jenny and john mulrooney and they're brooklyn queens and i'm philly and I felt like a gunslinger. Like, mm. we're in the West now, and we're going to take over this town. And sure enough, all of us did really, really well. Yeah. We went to a high level because we brought that edge that you still have. It's bringing that edge, which is another thing I would encourage people to have is have that edge. And part of the edge is being willing to fail and not take the safe road. Well, how long did it take you to, till you made a living at it? I'm curious. Until you were able to, like, live off of it. No one's going to want to hear the answer to that. Quickly. Yeah. For you. Yeah. Right. And okay. there was a reason for it, though. Yeah. You're, you're, you're hungry. You well, went for it. One of the reasons and was, good. and I hate to say this, is I did a, 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 this was one of the non-risk-taking ways, is I focused on impressions. As a matter of fact, in Philadelphia, I won Philadelphia Magazine. Remember, that was our goal. I was in Philadelphia Magazine. I won their big award, Best Impressionist. Really? Not Best Comedian. I lost that. You were I were like Rich Little? Yes. That's who I wanted Danny to be. Danny Gaines. We were talking about Danny That's Gaines. That's who I, I wanted to be, Rich Little. I used to do an impression of Rich Little. <laughs> What's Rich Little's voice sound like? I'll no, tell you. I remember the bit I used to do is uh, he used to host a show uh, called uh, You Asked For It in the 80s. Hi, I'm Rich Little. <laughs> Sounds just like him, right? Yeah, Hi, yeah. I'm Rich Little. Today on You Asked For It, we're going <laughs> yeah, to... I didn't I know you do, could do that. I did and you also told me you're an excellent singer. Well, I, did I tell you that, or did you see maybe that? You if you go to maybe my, you if you star in, if, in, if you, in, in the show, if you go to my show, you will see I do. You haven't seen that part I do in my act. I actually do Broadway in my act. I know, you gave me free tickets. I didn't go. Huh? <laughs> I'm kidding. I, I know. I saw. I've seen your show a bunch of times. My father loves you. He sees you every time you come in. He there. does. You don't. <laughs> no, I do. When you play maybe over here around the corner, you're not driving anywhere. You haven't seen me in five years. <laughs> your father sees me more than you do. Yeah, I have a restraining order on your father. He knows that I can sing. Yeah, I'm sure. He actually, it's no joke. My father, who loves comedians, who sees everybody, and thinks you're the best there is in the world. He really well, maybe does. he'll listen to this podcast if he knows how to get there. I'd <laughs> imagine he doesn't. If his son doesn't know how to how to download a podcast but well, uh, I, I made my i made my uh I, my, I was pretty successful in the technology industry but i don't necessarily like technology well you have other people do it you're well, probably that, like you, me final draft you started it's exact, it's a perfect example the the my original partner ben Cahan, he was the engineer he was the right. one who did all the engineering i didn't know how to make a piece of software sure. you know ben also amazingly to my disbelief which was amazing was wrote the technical manual that went along with it which wow. I thought that was even more impressive at the time 
And that's the, the thing is in business, yeah, you have to it. you have to find people. Nobody does this anymore, to, by the way. To we partner with it. and associate with. Yeah, well, that's what you were we, saying earlier. Yeah, we winged got, it. There was no money. There was no. You got to throw caution to the wind. No PowerPoint and, presentations. We said. And how you many know, failures though, have this, we had? We've also had tons of failures oh, in that. I do it all the time, by the way. And my wife is very much the opposite. Really methodical, really calculated, and I'll. She'll spend a year on something I would spend maybe two hours on. <laughs> and I'm, I, honestly, I'll make a decision right away and then go for it. Just this gaming business I just got into. I don't know anything about gaming. I'm the same way you were with the final draft. But I know instinctually, and our instincts are built through the years. You and I have them. They're street instincts, whether you're selling fruit on the corner or I was selling hot dogs to old ladies at the Morgan House pool. Whatever it is, you have this instinct. It's called common sense also. They don't have that. Much of the country doesn't have it, especially when you were talking about Hollywood. It's so funny you said that. I was. um, I'm trying not to. The University of Maryland asked me to come back to speak to the business students. This is 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And so I did. You know, I said, hey, look, I'm, who do you think? I'm not that big of a businessman. No, no, we want small business people like yourself that are graduates. So I came in and I went and did it. And my speech back then, whenever I was asked to do this thing, was all about common sense. Yeah. You know, oh, good. The, 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 the vendor hasn't paid you. Call them get paid. You don't right. have any on the shelf at the street around the store around the corner. Make sure there's some on the shelf. Duh. Right. Well, the professor came up to me after that speech. I'll never forget it. He says, you know, Mr. Madnick, I really appreciate you coming. It was really very encouraging what you said to the kids, but you're missing one point. Not everybody has common sense. I said, they don't. This is something I take for granted. Not everybody has common sense. And, and then as the years went by, you realize that they don't. And But that's really what it is. That's that's. Mm. What you, it just makes... Well, their parents don't have them develop their common sense well, because sure? they're doing a lot of things for them. I think I I truly believe I don't want to sound like the old man, but I truly believe that uh, you and I had that in in indoctrinated into our DNA is to have common sense. People well, yeah, you, people I, do not have common sense now. There's never been a first meeting in my life that I was ever late to. Mm-hmm. That I'm common always sense. early. That's right. First impression always was early to that first meeting. I'll sit in a restaurant bar waiting for the person that I'm going mm-hmm. to meet. I still do this today. Yeah. Um, well, that's that's a good value to have. And the, um, the other one, you and I share a lot of values. We're very different, but we're very much the same. I don't think we're that different. Well, okay. Maybe, maybe I'm a little funnier than you, but... <laughs> You're so jealous <laughs> yeah, that I, I get am, to make actually. money. At it. <laughs> I am. I am. Well, now I'm happy. I'm just, I, I, but believe listen, it, if you, we were in our 20s, I would have been really You surpassed me with the We Willie Weber Championship yeah, on well, the musical chairs, okay? See, we're all jealous. Of, until the next episode. We're all jealous of different things. <laughs> Here's something I believe you and I have in common. It's You talk about common sense. Common sense says to me, why do people take so long? to process things, to produce things, to, you know, whatever it is, especially in show business. It takes years. Why are they not getting back? I don't know. Are you with me on this? Yeah, it's driving me crazy. Like, immediately. Get back to me in 24 hours, let alone 24 months. Yeah. And, oh, we have to I just went through a negotiation with the principal of the show I'm producing, and nothing towards him. He's terrific. He wanted mm -hmm. to do it fast, too. But for some reason, his people just took And then it's forever. tied up in lawyers and litigation and, and it's like contracts. We could have sat in a room how, for how two much, and a half hours you, and had it done the same right. way it came out after it took exactly, nine months. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. How much you're on board with this? Like when I hear strikes with like uh, football or whatever it is, NFL, whatever the strike is, 
You go into a room, you put a you put a campsite into the room. Until you come out of the room, you're going to come out with the basically the same thing. You're both going to sacrifice whatever it is. But nobody realizes that until they until they wait until six months pass by. That's the problem. That's if you go in the room knowing nobody's going to be happy leaving the room, that's true. That's how or it works, nobody right? leaves the room until we have a negotiated contract. So I feel that way. I bet you're this way also. Contracts. Yeah. Why complicate them so much? To me, they should be like four lines, you know, protecting yourself, says this, this, and this. But I think that just like doctors and just like, uh, you know, psychiatrists are just like that the lawyers are justifying their existence by creating the problems that you are and anticipating problems that they're the ones they're try selling a company that has intellectual property like final draft was oh when you sold it how many years did it take for you to sell oh my god well i had people seriously off and on for 15 years the same gentleman ethan jacks from a company called brina bridges good friend of mine represented me for 15 years as an investment banker who finally at the after 15 years made his commission off and on over and no. over and over. You know, and it wasn't really, I wasn't even really looking. I would get, you know, people come up to me after When time. you found a buyer, how I long actually did it had take? a buyer mm-hmm. prior to the buyer. Okay. Okay. A gigantic public company, which I'm not going to name, mm-hmm. wanted to come by me, came and talked to all my employees, told them what their new life was going to be. It was going to be so much better with all these benefits. <laughs> Without you around. <laughs> Went through all the due diligence, and there was nothing bad in my due diligence, mm-hmm. proven by six months later, another company bought me. But um, in the bottom of the ninth, for no reason, they pulled out. Yeah. It cost me lawyers and accountants and everything. Hundreds of thousands of dollars and not just to, to have that happen. I only had, my company was only 40, 40, 45 people at the time. 20 people were working on the, for, yeah. for months. So there was nothing else we did but this. It took mm. so much time and so much effort. Yeah. And then right after they said no, a, a wonderful company called Kirsten Crew Payroll Services here in Brown Oh, through. that's who bought you? Yeah, who was owned by Silver Lake Technology. So they're one of the, literally the biggest investors uh, out of New York. They were the perfect per, uh, yeah. company to buy you. Right, but Silver Lake is so big and so specialized that the, the amount of paperwork and the amount of due diligence was so tremendous that I'm not making this up, that when the day we closed, I had to sign my name so many times. And we all have to sign our names when we buy cars and, and you bought a house, you know how many times you have to sign your name. This was a two hour and 20 minute process of just signing my name over and over and document to the point that I had to stop halfway through <laughs> and go lay down on my lawyer's sofa <laughs> and put my hand like on a piece like I was like I was pitching a no hitter. I'm gonna get this up. Nobody That's, talked to me. Right. I've got a no hitter going. So you you know, God bless, we sold the company and I did well, I can't complain, but that day wow. my hand was shaking for like three days. That's amazing. Yeah, that's so you talk about contracts. Yeah, and, see, and I got to the point that I had no idea what I was signing anymore. Just no, signing. they just put it Thankfully, in front of you. Great lawyers, like you're really going to yes, read it all. Here, sign right. here, sign here, sign here. Yeah, sign nothing here. against lawyers, but uh, oh. or doctors or whatever. Great to me, lawyers. Oh, I'm, really? Nothing but great experiences with lawyers. Well, I'm the opposite. Yeah, I know because you're from Philly. What What does that mean? Philadelphia hates lawyers. They think every lawyer's my mom as a shyster is going to. My mom come was and get with you. the top law firm, one of the top law firms, right. and and I worked in a law firm. I have nothing, nothing but the the lawyers that represented me my whole life that were golden in the sale of I my try company. I tried to myself in the sale of my is, company. I, I without without Joel Joel Weinstein over here in L.A. I couldn't have done it without. 
Wow. He read everything over and over and over again. You know, I'm, I'm telling you how much paperwork there was. I, I, even though it was selling my company, I got tired of reading Let me it. ask you this. Let me play devil's advocate. Do you think that this... So you're basically saying this sale to that company yeah. could not have taken place without a lawyer. Oh, no, of course not. Like you, really? No, oh, well, my. there's not, to me, there's not enough course not. I, like, like if I was making a deal with you, for instance, your cast and crew, and oh, you come no, to me, no, you want to no. buy L Laughter Matters? Is that the name yeah. of my company now? Yeah, whatever. But you want to buy Laughter Matters? Well, first of all, I get a commission if you call it. <laughs> <laughs> I want a piece. I want my piece. Talk to my lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good one. But, well, it, that's a good example. <laughs> if you said to me, I want a commission on that, I would then go out to dinner with you. We go over to Lore and have our favorite oysters and, and whatever it is. And I would talk to you, mano a mano, man to man, mm -hmm. human to human, and say, this is what I would like, yeah. and you would tell me what you would like. Well, but that's and you meet somewhere in the middle. Start. You don't need a lawyer for that, well, do you? no, not at the beginning. I mean, that's how it, it, it does But I mean, but who's to say that by dessert, we're not signing some sort of, or coming up with some sort of verbal uh, memor I memorandum think, of understanding? I think we or, could, but some things uh, mature to a point. Detail-wise. Yeah. I mean, the, the, like, for instance, like I said, it's just a piece of software with so much lines of code. We didn't even know how much lines of code's in the software. Right. Well, and that's who, that's a little who different. Who wrote what yeah. line of code and what is share? Where it goes on and on and on and on. Intellectual uh, property is where you get that. That's where you really well, need the experts. that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. I, we, I didn't sell a dry cleaning. I'm sure it's hard to sell your dry cleaning store as well. But, yeah. you know, when you have, you know, people's hands touched, you know, what they bought was the code of the software. That's what, by the way, that's the Philly bought code. How do you say this word? G-A-S. Giz. I knew it. Yeah. I knew it. But that, you purposely, when you hear it, it's funny. My that's a Philly thing. You put a Z in. Wait, for, it's not G-A-Z. I ask in a restaurant for water here, I will never get water. I have to purposely say water. So right. Now, now I'm in Philadelphia, I and I took kind of a glass of water. My dad threw a piece of, <laughs> threw a pretzel at me. He threw, this he water? Threw, he threw, water? He threw a water at you. <laughs> he threw, got mad at me for saying water. Well, that is the one change I made immediately. Yeah, yeah there are a few. There's there's a few I will not change because I actually think we're right on it. I have a bit in my act. Do you remember yeah. this bit? Tournament. I know how you would well, say it. Why you say tournament? Look at you. Look at me so puzzled. Do you know, Mark, the rest of the country does not say it like we say it? The rest of people listening right now are going, what did he just say? And they imitate me. They go, tournament. I say, tournament. Yeah. How do you say it? Tournament. Of course, tournament. Yeah. Yeah, because Springsteen goes on tour. He doesn't go on tour. They say tournament. Yeah, but they call my sister Meredith. Her name's Meredith. Burr. Not Mare. Mer. How do you say T-E-R-R-Y, the girl's name? Terry. Yeah, it's the... They, they will bust your balls. Know, my family at the dinner table. Don't your kids bust your balls on this? No, my no. Oh, they imitate me. Oh, I mean, Apparently, that. I don't say S-A-L-T right either. How do you say it? S-A-L-T. Wait, I have to move. What do you spell? Salt? Yeah. Salt. <laughs> what is it? I mean, do I speak that that funny? No, I'm not saying you. I'm saying that we both do. I'm, I'm, the reflections that come back to me are constant. Uh, how did you say that? They act like we are. For, well, we are. It's yeah, Philadelphia. Well, when you do move here, you are from too. another planet for a while, and it's, yeah. it is difficult. Well, no, the whole country does not say. They all say tournament. The whole country. Oh, just out here. No, the whole country oh. says tournament, I've not been tournament. All, oh, yeah, you traveled all over. I've been all over the country. I know this because they bust my balls on certain <laughs> on certain words. How do you say P E C A N? P. Well, you having a hard time yeah. with the spelling. <laughs> 
You should see. By the way, I have a lousy hold speller, by the way. You he should can. see his face. This what, is an entrepreneur. This is an entrepreneur, a very bright man, University of Maryland. Not the, the Terrapins are actually in shame right now if they could see his face when I spelled words. What was, the first, what was the first word? Oh, salt. Yeah. <laughs> do a timer on that. Go back into the podcast and do a timer. And you can see his face going, I was always a crappy speller. I really am. Well, Still today. I cannot spell. Salt? Yes, yeah, salt. And what was the last one I just pecan. said? A pecan. And you, pecan. And that was too many, that was too many uh, letters for yeah, you. you yeah, were going, yeah. Two syllables. Uh, uh, I can't do two syllables. Okay, right. so two syllables. How do you say that word? Pecan. You're, Pecan. Pecan right? pie. Now the rest of the country. Pecan. No, they go pecan. pecan. Yeah, right. They, so I say to them, see, I have I have com- comedy comebacks for them. Uh, so you don't get heckled because you're not a comedian. You know what I mean? That, yeah. They're not going to get on you about all of well, your bad accents. You know what I mean? I've been for 30 years. What? They say, Mark, where in New York are you from? And I've never lived a day in my they life until think, New York until this year. Right. They always think New York. And yeah. I would always come back and say, Oh, really? I would say, well, where in San Diego are you from? And they would say, what do you mean? I live in Los Angeles. I'd say, to me, you have a San Diego accent. <laughs> and they never got what I was really saying. But I'm saying, you know, I, I don't wonder if there is New a York difference between something LA completely different than us. I know I, li- I live in New York. Well, the way the they say, like, uh, well, they drop the R. Yeah, you know, they're no. almost like New Englandy. We, you know, like, uh, you're going to, the, I, I would say. It's insulting to me when you say I have a New York accent. I went to kids, I went to school with kids Most from Long people Island, do think and that's they didn't sound anything is. like me. I dated girls from Long Island. There's, uh, here's another word uh, P A R T Y. Party. Right. A party, right? Yeah, well, in New York, they go party. party. Oh, okay. I'm going to a party. You're going to a party. Of, and it sounds the same as a little kid goes to, takes a dump in his little potty. Yeah. I'll actually say to the guy, say to me the difference. He goes, what are you talking about? Potty and potty. You don't hear the difference? <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not hear the, hear the difference. But pecan, what I say to them, uh, the, the, the pecan, that's something grandpa goes into when he can't make it to the toilet. That's what, some, that's what yeah. somebody says to me. Uh. So uh, it's, they say it's pecan. So there are words that Philadelphians own. We have certain words, and it's not New York. No, but I'll tell you. Uh, and you were wondering what we were going to talk it. about on our show, Mark. I you were worried learn, about this. I can't speak other languages. No? At all, because of the way my tongue. So, so we're wrong, because I've been trying to learn a little bits of French for years. Ah. I went to France a lot. My business had an office in France for a lot. I studied and French. I, yeah, well, I can. My tongue does not say chance elese easily. You know what I'm saying? I can't, I well, was first, first of all, we see the word champs. Right. But and, I, and I have a hard time because don't you feel like you're affected or like an elitist if you, you see the word champs right? and then and, and they're saying chance, chance yeah, elese. Yeah, I can't do it. It's why impossible. can't do it? You know, well, you can do it because you're an actor on, and all that. Stuff. Why can't do it under protest? Because it says <laughs> champs, for God's sakes. It pisses me off when you, when you, 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 you take a word like tournament and you make it turn, so it's angry. T-O-U-R. It's Am not, I angry? It's 85 degrees and sunny out here in right. Westlake Village. Well, let's get out of here. <laughs> let's get out of here. Well, this has been a real pleasure. How long have we been on? Way over our limit. I uh-huh. thought you were going to be 30 minutes. Well, edit, wa- edit the last 20 minutes and it's just kind of boring. <laughs> God, you're you're you have so much you have so much I Philly in you. Me. Did you really disconnect? <laughs> I'm so fidgety, cut off. No, you're not cut off. You can still hear. Oh no, your headphones are cut off. He's so fidgety that he actually knocked <laughs> out the headphones. So you say the last twenty minutes was boring. Yeah. All right, then that's a good way to end. That's yeah. a perfect way to end. Is don't listen to the last twenty minutes. <laughs> Just listen to this ending here. We've had Mark Madnick on who. 
Look out for his plays. Do, can we follow you on social media? Not, you have no, no social media, Not right? yet, no. Um, not yet? No. Oh, when the plays come out. Yeah, well, but I, we're, not, we're not making announcements here. But maybe uh, I'll, come, I'll tell you what. When we make announcements, I'll come back. Uh, well, well, thanks a pant load. I'll make sure we have good air conditioning. <laughs> I'll make sure that you're well-rested and not we'll, cranky. We'll do, it, we'll do it outside under a tree. Well, I hope you had a good time on our show. This has been uh, Can I Help You? I have no idea if we helped you. Maybe we helped you with accents. I can yeah. I can help you with your French. I think the, a lesson from the day is uh, go out, you know, um, uh, you know, nothing's going to happen unless you try. That, that, well, I, and and you're you a perfect and I, example. You and, I, uh, you and I agree on that. Uh, let me give you a little French. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with trying and finding out it's not for you or not succeeding as long as you try. Can you say this goodbye in French? Say bonjour. Uh, oh, au revoir. Au revoir. That's not too bad. But if you look at it, it's au revoir. Yeah, well, That's how they would say it. I went there a lot. Hey, so. hey, au revoir. <laughs> I, I learned my French. Hello, au revoir. <laughs> Bonjour. <laughs> I love Philadelphians trying to speak French. It is so you're one of them. You, you have a yeah. tough time. No, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a good traveler. Uh, J'ai tout dit le français. Uh, uh, yeah, I try to speak every language. Now I can't. I didn't know what you said either. <laughs> I just said I I studied French for two years. Yeah. I actually made a mistake one time. I thought I knew my French, and there was this French guy, this big actor, like the Pacino of France, standing at my house. And uh, I walked in. I thought I'd lay some French on him. Yeah. And I said, because oh, I was really exhausted from my day. And I go, oh, j'ai tiré. Right? It sounds like I'm tired. Right. He goes, he starts laughing. I go, what's wrong with that? I thought I did the pronunciation. Didn't I sound French? Yeah, 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 yeah. He says, I said, why are you laughing? He goes, what you said was that you just got fucked. <laughs> <laughs> and on that, we will say au revoir. Bye -bye. Mark Mandic, Craig Shoemaker. Uh, my pleasure. See you all next time. Make sure you download us and give You're us a good rating. Lunch, by the way. Just don't listen in the next 20 minutes. No, no. I did this for you <laughs> no. so you can learn how to work a microphone, which we can hear you shaking the whole damn time. All right. Talk to you all later. Afterheels.org. Go give it a visit. Check it out. See how you can support. It's a nonprofit organization which offers grins, giggles, and guffaws and raises the awareness of the healing powers of laughter. Working in aftercare facilities, hospitals, wounded warriors, cancer patients, rehabs. Well, just about everybody needs laughter, and we're here to spread it around. It is the best medicine, so just open up and say, ha ha. This episode was brought to you by LaughterHeals.org. How was that for my announcery, advertisee, promotion voice? LaughterHeals.org. Thank you.